Hello, I am Christopher Coles II, and you are listening to On the Road to Perfection, a podcast produced by Wholly Owned and Operated. This podcast was created by my parents, Beth and Christopher Coles, as a way to share our Catholic faith with you, to teach you about the Catholic faith, and to let you know that they struggle and fall at times as well. With over 60 years of combined experience, and with a couple of impressive degrees, they wish to share with you what they know about faith, morals, faith and reason, and 80s music. On the Road to Perfection is completely unedited and unscripted, so you get to hear exactly what I have heard all my life, including the ums and ahs that go with it. My mom and dad have been teaching me this for over two decades, and I am glad you get a glimpse of what I get every day. I hope you learn as much as I have from them, and now, from Wholly Owned and Operated, On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast, by my mom and dad, Beth and Christopher Coles. Church, Eucharist, the Mass. We ask that you help us to be aware of everything that you are giving us, showering upon us, and that what we are to share, we share. We pray for our listener that they recognize your blessings and are open to them. And that we continue to have wonderful conversations together. For these and all his mercies, God's holy name be praised. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we got, we usually do walk and talk is kind of what yeah. we, we call them internally, yeah. but this is... We found a really nice patio on our walk and decided we would sit at the table. Oddly enough, it's right, right, well, it's attached to our house. Um, so this is a sit and spin, sit and speak, sit and speak. Sit and speak. Yeah. There we go. It's not a walk and talk, it's a sit and speak. Because it's apparently really hot. I think it, we thought it was hot because we were wearing our hats. Because yeah, I'll tell you what the temperature is. Can we tell you what's temperature? Sure, it's like 86. 89 degrees. Yeah. But it feels like 94. Yeah. Which so, again which isn't, is... not like that's the, anyway. But, but we were out there for, we were walking over for an hour. An hour yeah. or so. so. Yep. So we're on to the, 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 the practicing of the Mass. Yep. Uh, after the homily. We got to the homily. Right, we got to the homily. And that is the conclusion of the Liturgy of the Word. Correct. So uh, we covered the introductory rites and the Liturgy of the Word. Um, and we covered preparing for Mass. That, that's yep. a big part of it. Yep. Um, and we do want to, again, reiterate that there's a couple things that we've talked about on this. Uh, on that, that first part, you know, uh, you can, you know, taking younger kids to Mass. We've done a podcast on that. Yeah. And also on modesty, uh, we've done yeah. a, uh, an episode on that, and so Andrew will link to those on the on this and the other episodes, right page. Um, yep. And and we've also mentioned that until we say only Catholics can do this, mm-hmm. or something similar, anybody can do this 
Right. These Anybody practices. can do these practices, these in, gestures, in the and, and and attend mass to, yeah. you know, and participate in this way. Yeah. So, um, so after the homily, we've we've been seated for the homily. Um, the priest uh, returns to his uh, presider's chair, uh, and then we all stand as a congregation and profess the creed. Um, creed comes from the Latin word credo, which means I believe. Uh, and it's basically the first uh, two words of the creed. I believe in God, Father Almighty. And we go forth from there. Typically, we pray the Nicene Creed, um, sometimes the Apostles' Creed. Um, but it goes through the, the major uh, points of our faith. And we can do a whole other podcast on the creed. Yes. Um, so in, in terms of practices, we're, we're standing for that. Yep. And also, and this is what I missed yep. in the last episode. Um, when we say or hear the name Jesus Christ, uh, it is not improper to bow your head um, to, again, show that uh, respect and humility uh, for our Lord. You'll see the priest and the deacon certainly do it uh, well, in most cases not certainly but sometimes but, but some I, some priests and deacons do it I, others do not yeah I've so. seen more do it and more more recently do it but um, it's it's a practice and that's throughout not, the mass anytime yeah. Jesus's name is proclaimed because at Jesus's name every knee, knee shall, shall bow yeah. and and on the earth and every knee and shall bend every, every tongue confess that yeah. Jesus is Lord Yep. Um, so when we um, when we hear or say the name Jesus Christ, we we bow our heads. Yep. Um, but the and that's that's an individual practice. It's not it's not necessary. Right. Um, but when we come to the part of the creed where we state that by the power of the Holy Spirit, He became incarnate in the Virgin Mary. And was made man. When we say those words, we make a bow at the waist, uh, a slight bow. You know, we're not going all the way forward, you know, but a, a bow at the waist. And um, when I was a kid, yeah, explain this because yeah. I don't think when uh, most, when when I was yeah. a kid, I thought it was because we said Mary's name, right. um, right. because that's the only time in the creed that that her name is said. And right. I thought we were bowing because of Mary. And it's the only time we're bowing. And it's the only right. time we're bowing in the creed. Uh, it wasn't until later uh, that I realized, and I don't think anybody taught it to me, it was a realization, um, which means that I, somewhere along the line, either I missed it or it wasn't ever pointed out to me. Yeah, the, probably the latter. The words that we are bowing to are that the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate by the Holy Spirit and became man. Yep. The incarnation this is God becoming flesh. God Almighty, divine, omnipotent, omnipresent, yeah, everything, yeah. omni-everything, yeah. right? The Alpha and the Omega, the, the beginning and the end, the forever. The creator of the universe. The creator of the King universe. Of kings, everything. Becomes a man. He, he humbles himself to take on our flesh and come as a baby. 
into our midst and live a human existence, fully human, fully divine, that mystery is what we are bowing to. Right. Um, right. That is the profundity of our God. Yeah, the humility we have to recognize. Right. And how unworthy we are right. uh, of, of him to even pay attention to us, let alone become right. us. But in the act of him becoming man, he elevates us. Right. And he invites us into a, a relationship uh, that is, is new and different from the relationship that God had with his people prior to the incarnation. Um, and so that's, that's why we're bowing. Yeah, he has come to us, you know, and it's, it's uh, you know, we're not worthy, we're not worthy, you know. it's Because right. we aren't. Because we aren't. But yeah. we are because he makes us. He makes us. And that's the, you know. It has nothing the, to do with us. No, nope. none, <laughs> nothing. We're worthless. So, so, yeah, we're bowing at that. We're not bowing... At Mary's name, no. you know, but that can be confusing to some, particularly yep. those who think that Catholics worship Mary. Right. Well, you know, you do this. Right. So, so, um, so that's the creed. After the creed, we uh, lift our our universal prayer, uh, the petitions up to God, um, and um, that's proclaimed from the the ambo mm-hmm. uh, as. As we pray together and, and Lord hear our prayer and, and all of that. When you do petitions at home, you can use the same formula that we use at Mass to help your children get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you pray your petition and you say, we pray to the Lord. And the response is, Lord hear our prayer. Um, and it, it's, a, it's an easy way to integrate some of that, um, that language, that practice into your, your home faith life. Yeah, and... I want to uh, point out that uh, this is one of the times when we lift you, our listener, up uh, at every Mass, mm-hmm. both as an organization as a, and as individuals in Holy Owned and Operated. Yeah. Uh, we lift you and your family and your intentions uh, yeah. up to the Lord. Um, one of my practices during this time, I have something that I say that's very you know, similar all the time, but um, I do my best to pray for my enemies and those who think that I'm their enemy uh, at this time, too, because we're called to do that, yeah. and uh, it's often missed. Uh, yeah. But that again, that's just a personal practice. Yeah. So we, we pray as a congregation, as a, a universal church. It's called the universal prayers or, mm-hmm. or the... Um, Universal prayer, yeah. Um, And after that, we sit for the offertory. Um, And this is when the collection plate comes through, uh, or basket, or whatever. Um, But more than just digging in your purse or wallet for your, you know, your envelope, which is important. Mm -hmm. And and tithing is is truly important, and it it returns blessings untold Um, the um, but at this time when the um, gifts are offered to uh, the priest um, the bread and the wine and 
many times a, a money basket representative of the collection um, is offered we also offer ourselves this is when right. we place ourselves as part of the sacrifice yep we put ourselves on the altar spiritually yeah. and uh, again this is where we put we, we also put our our prayers our yeah. needs and yeah. um, and so we we do that and that's this that's the second time we also do that for yeah. our for our listener and uh, and and supporters and folks uh, because we're we are telling the Lord I, I can't do it I certainly can't do it on my own and you can you already have right. and help me you know to to be uh, to to let you yeah um, not my will Lord but your will yeah, so I need to sacrifice my own personal self to, in a lot of sense, get out of the way for the Lord. Right. And this is, you know, th this is akin to the agony in the garden um, when when Jesus is recognizing that he, he has to go through with this. Yeah. Um, this, and this is when, you know, when people talk about I didn't get anything out of Mass. This is the, this is the point of the Mass where you can give. Yep. everything and that's what we go to mass for is to give yeah. not to not to get yeah. in that sense so so giving of yourself at the offertory uh, is is so very important that's why all these other things that we've done in in mass have been preparing us right. for right. this it's, Eucharistic it's sac building, sacrifice building us up and, and bringing us to this point yeah preparing our minds our hearts yeah. and our bodies yeah. for this awesome right miracle and mystery yeah and um it is after the offertory when we um, will we'll stand, we'll say a few words of prayer with the priest. There's a dialogue happening here during the Eucharistic prayer. Um, and the, the liturgy of the Eucharist, this is, this, this is the highest prayer that we pray as a church. Um, and the... the Sounds like he's going 100 miles an hour. He's going like five. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. We, um, boys and their toys. Um, hey, now that could have been a girl. It we could didn't have, see. You're <laughs> right. We didn't see. I totally could have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. Gosh. Yeah. Sorry. I, I profiled there. It's okay. It probably um, was. But. He's, he's five blocks over now, and we can still hear him like that. Or her. Anyway, or her. <laughs> or her. That person is five blocks over, and we can still hear it. Okay. Because that's so important. It's got to be a guy. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you, I've, never seen a, I've never seen a young lady doing something like that. There's a lot of guys around here that do that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. I, See, you hear that outside of church, you get distracted too, you know, yeah, during Mass, you know. Yeah. So we, um, we kneel during the Eucharistic prayer at the time of consecration. Consecration means to set aside for holy, um, for 
a holy work. Yep, holy okay? purpose, yep. A holy purpose. And when the bread and wine are consecrated, they are set aside to the purpose of becoming the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it is within that prayer, um, the there's there's two times that, that you might hear bells rung, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, the first time, it's a short little bell ringing when the hand, when, when the priest places his hands over the offerings and calls down the Holy Spirit upon them. That's called the epiclesis. Um, and um, send your spirit down like the dewfall is one of the prayers. That just happens to be the one that sticks in my brain right now. Um, and so it's the calling down of the Holy Spirit to make this miracle happen. Right. Um, it is through the Holy Spirit. Just as the incarnation occurred through the Holy Spirit, the consecration, the transformation, um, the transubstantiation that occurs at Mass is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we, um, we recognize that. Then um, when the priest holds up the host and the chalice, uh, saying, this is my body, this is my blood. The bells are rung three times. Um, this is a great time to call your children back to attention, point up to the altar and say, there's Jesus. Yeah, and this is, you know, when the, again, a practice is not required. When the priest genuflects uh, at, mm -hmm. at the altar, um, you know, after each you can as well, we bow our heads. We bow our heads uh, because we're already kneeling. Right, um, right. And again, you can kneel. I, when I was coming into the church, I didn't realize for a while that I could kneel even though I wasn't Catholic. I thought only Catholics could. I thought, you yeah. know, I might get struck by lightning. Nope. Um, but again, you can. So you can. We, we, we've done this, and the, uh, the Lord is truly present on the altar in the Eucharist. Yeah. And he has been if there's been other consecrated hosts that have come from the or that are in the tabernacle, they'll, they will emerge shortly. Yeah. At, right after this point, right. they'll be brought out to the altar. Right. And then um, we... Uh, what? I'm sorry, if you can't kneel, yeah. it is appropriate to stand. Right. Um, you may feel weird because mm -hmm. you're the only one standing. Yeah. Um, and if you can't stand, then sitting is fine. But standing, again, is a sign of... Respect, respect and understanding yeah. of what's going on. You know, Beth and I were just at a conference, and you know, I think we were the only ones standing because the, the 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 arena floor was too hard, you know. Yeah. And we just couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to get back up, so yeah. we stood. We stood. Um. And then we uh, we do stand for uh, the Lord's prayer. We pray the Lord's prayer. Um. Holding hands, folding hands, we're not going to get into that, but um, it is the prayer that Jesus taught us. It is the perfect prayer. Um, we ask for forgiveness again. We did that in the penitential rite. We ask for the Lord's forgiveness again uh, because we want to make sure that, um, that we are prepared um, spiritually to receive communion. And then we offer a sign of peace. This isn't high-fiving and flashing the peace sign across the 
the church kind of thing. It's just say peace be with you to those around you and and then refocus your attention to the altar because Jesus is on the altar. Right. Um, right. We, we kiss in our family. Yeah, we kiss we each do. other and we do. We shake hands in front and behind and we yeah. might do a nod across the Across the way uh, if we catch away, someone's, if we eye. someone's eye. But yeah. we're not looking for people right. to, to wave to. Right. You know, that, that, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I have seen... Um, you know, grandchildren run across the church to right. give peace to their grandparents, yep. which, eh, okay. Um, yeah, at least, I guess at least they're, they understand it yeah. to some extent. So we, yep. so we're, we then do the uh, Agnus Dei, mm -hmm. uh, the Lamb of God, and are kneeling again, or standing, yep. uh, and <clears throat> preparing ourselves to receive. When we receive communion, Usually there's an, uh, an usher or somebody, you know, yeah. it's your, your, your pew's turn. Uh, receiving on the tongue or in your hand, again, that's a personal preference or whatever mm -hmm. is currently uh, permitted by the, by the bishop yeah. uh, or other practices. If you're going to kneel before the, uh, the, the Eucharistic minister or the priest, make sure that that's okay with the, the priest first. Yeah. In, in our diocese, actually, it's, it's, not, but people do, and again, that's a personal practice as long as you've got the, you know, the priest's permission and understanding. Yeah. Um, so we do, uh, uh, we do that. Some people, once they receive, they make the sign of the cross towards the altar. They bow, that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Again, those are personal practices. So, but when you approach the the Eucharist in the communion line, mm -hmm. um, this is where okay, non-Catholics or Catholics who are not able to receive communion can go forward in the communion line. Mm -hmm. uh, you simply cross your arms across your chest to show the priest or the minister that, yep. that, that you are not receiving communion. If you are asking for a blessing, please go to a priest or a deacon. That's right. The Eucharistic ministers who are not ordained cannot actually give you a blessing. Right. They are, they are not... Um, <laughs> they're, they're not ordained. Yeah. Um, so if you are going up to receive a blessing, please get in the line to either a priest or a deacon. Um, and, uh, and they will give you a blessing. Yeah, you cross your arms. You cross your and arms you and, and present yourself, present yourself and, and they'll be happy to give you a blessing. Um, certainly small children go up and get blessings, uh, and, and that sort of thing. The, Receiving the Eucharist, if you are receiving the Eucharist, um, we, when the person in front of us is receiving, we make a reverent bow yep. before we step forward to receive uh, the Eucharist. Again, this is the King of Kings, Jesus our Lord, Savior, and Redeemer, yep. who has humbled himself to make himself present to us in the form of a host or in the form of the wine. And we partake of him humbly and um, understanding that we really aren't worthy. He makes yeah. us worthy by our reception yeah. of it. Um, and so when you do receive communion, uh, you, you consume the host right there in front of the, the minister or step to the side and, and consume before yeah. you walk away. Um, it, it's, it's scary for, for people to see the host walk away. 
because it, it has been uh, stolen from churches in that way before. Right. And typically um, there are people watching who and, are, who right. are if, you know, commissioned if the, to Yeah, the ushers are, are typically... Yeah, when you... Um, so when, the, when you hear the body of Christ, we, we say amen. Right. And we don't mumble it. No. We say it, you know, in conversational yeah. tones. Sometimes I'm a little more exuberant than <laughs> people would like. But, you know, you, amen Thanks. means truly. Right. It, uh. It's the conviction that what you are, this is the body of Christ. This is the blood of Christ. This is the truly present. Right. And when we say truly, when we say amen, we're agreeing not to just that statement, but to everything it stands for, which includes everything the Catholic Church stands for and teaches. Right. So when we receive communion, this is why non-Catholics cannot receive communion in the Catholic Church, because when we receive communion, that symbolizes our community, our unity with the Church. Yep. And so it's only available and right for Catholics who are in communion to receive. Yeah, because if if we receive, then we are we are lying if we're if, if we're if not, we're in, not communion. in communion. And whether whether one thinks they're lying to God or not, because there is one or isn't, doesn't matter. What we're doing is we're lying to everybody around right. us. We're lying to the community, saying I am in communion with you when I'm not, mm -hmm. and it's just a lie. And lying, right. you know, lying even for you know when I was an atheist, lying was still a bad thing. Right. Um, so. And, and, and Paul talks about receiving the Eucharist unworthily yeah. um, and the <laughs> dire consequences That's of, scary. of doing that. So be very yep. sure. Yep. You know. And then approach with confidence. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you can say truly. So, right. Right. And then you go back to your pew and um, the, the word Eucharist is, is Greek for thanksgiving. And so we, um, we go back to our pews and we thank God for his gift of himself, uh, for all the blessings that we can attain through, uh, through that reception of the Eucharist and everything that we've, um, we've brought to the Mass and, and, and take away from it. Because there is something that we receive from Mass. Yes. Um, and, and it is the life of, of God in us yeah. um, in, a, in a truly profound way. Because and so we, we go back to our pew and we thank Him for that. Right, and because we have prepared ourselves to give everything of ourselves, then we can receive that which the Lord has promised to us in, right. in, 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 in the Eucharist. Right. So we, we pray there's... Um, uh, and there's a lot of practices, you know, mm -hmm. it's nothing, yeah. nothing you, you need to do or, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's your personal time with the Lord who is now physically inside you. Right. Um, and then there's the, uh, the closing of the, of the Eucharistic, or the, yeah, uh, there's liturgy the, of the, Eucharist. the prayer after communion, yep. um, that is, um, Typically, it, it basically says, may what we have just done become incarnate in our lives. So by, by receiving the Eucharist, we take it out into the world and, and live it. 
um, is, is basically, it's, it's all different words for each uh, Sunday, but that's the gist of, of the prayer after communion. Right. Until we, um, until we hear this, there, nothing else should be going on. There, honestly, there shouldn't be announcements. There shouldn't be right. uh, a second collection. After, the, after that, after that, then, then that's fine for, because we're still know, in yeah. Eucharistic prayer right. until that, that prayer that, of, the, of the priest, that closing right. prayer. Um, and then we can, you know, right. ask for money and talk about the next, you yeah. know, bazaar coming up. Yeah. Um, and, and then the, we stand for the final blessing. The final blessing. Yeah. And the final blessing and then the dismissal. Yeah. Um, and Well, we stand for the prayer. And we then, stand, yeah. And, and then the blessing. Yeah. Um, and then um, that that sending that final dismissal that typically the deacon do, if the deacon is present the deacon does it if there's no deacon present the priest does it uh, there's three options and the mass is ended go in peace uh, the mass is ended uh, go forth and glorify the Lord by your life or um, simply the mass is ended right. and our response is thanks be to God and um, technically, that's when the mass is ended. That's when the mass ends. Um, so if you leave before that, you have not received all the possible graces that you could. Right, as I've heard it said, Judas left early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a thought. Put the point on. Um, um, yep. And then. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with the practice of staying after mass mm -hmm. after the choir is done to to pray. Yep. Now it, it comes from no other source more credible than Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, who uh, says that those who clap for the choir after mass don't have an understanding of what they've just experienced and witnessed. Yeah. So consider that it's not a performance. No. Nope. Um, it's great that they're offering their gifts and yeah. you can thank them afterwards, afterwards absolutely um, that that's yep. truly right and and a perfect thing to do as you should thank the the lectors for yep. proclaiming the word yep. and and that but we don't clap for the lectors and we don't clap for the eucharistic ministers or the ushers um so yep anyway and we as a family we we pray afterwards mm -hmm. um and then we go outside and, and visit, visit and hang out and, and community. Yep. Yep. And fellowship. That's yep. the. That's what we do. And sometimes we go for donuts. Sometimes. Yep. Not as often as the boys would like. Yeah. Not as often as I would like. Yeah. I'm Not as often as you would like. Mm, probably as often as I would like. No, we want to go for donuts every time. We know we shouldn't. Mm, I don't know. But whatever. <laughs> I do like donuts, but I don't know that I want them every time. Anyway, so this is a, a little longer. Um, thanks for listening to the end of this. Um, we're, you know, we, we want the Mass to be celebrated um, in the best possible way. Uh, and so we hope that, that some of these ex explanations have... Uh, been helpful to you yeah we specifically don't get into you know individual practices we tell you a little bit about what we did yeah do but we don't you know like you said we're not going to talk about whether we hold hands at, at the, our father or you know not there are individual parish and diocesan uh, yep. practices yep. and you know as they say when in rome mm -hmm. you know do Literally. it as the romans yep so um 
even even if you are not Catholic, you're you're always welcome at the mass. Yeah. Every mass is technically a public mass. There's yep. no such thing as a private mass. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, in that uh, in that regard, enjoy the mass, and we pray that you'll have uh, the mass that God wants you to have. And if you're concerned yep. about that then um, ask him to help you to have yep. the mass that he wants you to have. Yep. And if you have any questions about anything that we've talked about as far as the, the practices of the mass and why we do it and where it came from and all that kind of stuff, you can contact us through our website, holyunitoperated.com. Yep. You can, uh, our email is home at holyownedandoperated.com. Yep. And ask your question and we'll find answers with you and as always if we say something that is magisterially in conflict with incorrect, the magisterium, please the let magisterium us know. is right yeah <laughs> please let us know if we misspeak or are uh, if, uh, misinformed unclear or whatever yep so okay you're awesome go in peace Thank you for listening to this week's episode of On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast by my parents, Beth and Christopher Coles. This podcast took time, effort, and money to create, and we ask that you visit wholeyownedandoperated.com. That's H-O-L-Y ownedandoperated.com to donate and check out the massive amounts of free stuff we have available. We are a nonprofit organization and as such are tax deductible so please donate when you visit our website. Also, sign up for our newsletter for free. We send it out weekly to inform you of our new content and upcoming events. Once again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast created by my mom and dad and produced by Wholly Owned and Operated. God bless.